I love the organization that backs up the calls for anarchy and the cravings for the chaos that they don't even know exists, and they don't have any control on either end of it, and that's all that they crave, and I think that when there were holes in the world, it was a little bit easier than trying to make things flat. It all began with stars and speckles, but a slingshot was needed at some point, and sharpening stones could only bring down the megafauna. We still have a lot of good traits, a lot to be grateful for, for what we inherited from the Neanderthals, those of us that were lucky enough to. I'd be proud to call them my ancestors, but I've never done the test to figure out if that's the case. Briefcases were an interesting idea for man at one point, but we've long since outgrown the concept of carrying papers around with us or showing them to other people in person. At least the simple single-sheeted papers. I think there's more big paper stuff, or disposable paper stuff. Paper airplanes were always my favorite. I'd love to see a businessman open his briefcase and have nothing but an array of finely and funly folded paper airplanes, and have him sit there and smile as he sends them in whatever direction they may fly, some doing loop-de-loops and some doing spirals and spreading smiles in the same way that he had folded the lines. I don't spend as much time looking at the sky as I used to or I'd like to. I'd like to imagine that somehow ears are responsible for air, and errors in ears creates air. The movement of traffic cones was always... I don't know if there's just a word or expression for it, but it's a memory that stays with me. The motion, the playful jiggle of it, the brightness of the orange, and how that has a smell with the plastic. Bright orange plastic has a smell of its own, I'd like to think. You ever look at somebody and just wonder how many grunts it takes them to get through their day? You ever grunt at someone and wonder if they're going to make it through their day? I wish they'd start putting the kids on the milk cartons again. We'd have to make bigger milk cartons. I wish they'd stop killing everything each other and insects and animals and the environment. There's just so many holes now. Fasten your seatbelts. I want to replace the steering wheel in my car with reins because it acts more like a horse than it does a car at this point. And it'd be more fun to drive and wear a cowboy hat and boots. We just get rid of the south already. This is my sixth episode, so it's got to be like sixty, you know. I rest on this in No, I mean we don't really need like any more sex talk and stuff. Like just 
getting all more riled and mixed up, like, especially for me. I'm just going to confuse people if I talk about the things that I'm into, like Helen Keller. So I stopped smoking last Sunday. I switched to the Juul initially, and I was going at that like a maniac, and then I stopped that for a full 24 hours and a bit more, and then I said, hey, I quit smoking. I should reward myself with a cigar. And I did, and it was good. I think it was the appropriate choice, and I don't think I was just making an excuse to indulge in my addiction. But I mean, of course, that's exactly what I'm going to say about that, and would either side of it, whether it was true or not, it doesn't matter, because I know what's true, and I've been paying attention to what's actually true, what's actually happening now that I'm trying to stop this behavior, and how it's really targeting on the weak point just my irritability. That was, I think, the main thing. The main emotion that I had associated with it, I guess I was both using that as a way to like kind of dampen my emotions, and it was also simultaneously kind of like amplifying them. Like now that that's out of the way, now that that's not a coping mechanism for me, even though it's trying to make it more dramatic and get me to indulge by exacerbating my irritability. I've noticed that I not only have a lot more emotions, both in frequency and in the range or type of emotion, but that they just they come quicker and they, they seem more real, which has been nice and interesting to experience in this. So instead of just losing something, instead of just losing that vice, that coping mechanism that I had chosen and favored for... A considerable amount of time now I just have a new perspective on how I deal with things emotionally even if that is a bit more elevated or different than what I've been doing as of late I managed to get some good sleep out of it though the other day I slept like four or five hours just on accident, a nice little napsident in the day. Unfortunately, it was like an hour or two before I would normally start getting ready for bed that I was waking up. And I was worried that it might compromise my schedule. It might interfere with that consistency that I'd finally gotten. But on the contrary, I was still able to get to bed at a pretty reasonable time. And again, to my surprise, when I woke up the next day, I didn't have sleep hangover or anything. I just felt, like, well-rested. More so than I had in any time that I can remember recently. So that was really nice. Kind of made me think that maybe the frequency that I was smoking was so much that I wasn't actually having, like, sleep hangover. It was just, like, nicotine withdrawals and sleeping more than four hours at a time or something. I was the only one that could make that sound. My sister figured it out later, unfortunately, but I mean, good for her. I don't need to be the only person that can make that particular sound. We also used to do this thing where they would draw a face on my butt, and we thought it was so funny. One just on its own, but we also thought it was really funny 
because my mom would always get so upset and we never understood why like we didn't think it was that big of a deal but we asked her one time when we got older and she explained to us that she was worried that if I went to school and somehow somebody saw that I had a face drawn on my butt that they would think that I was getting molested at home or something there was a lot of weird stuff that happened as a kid like that we just didn't really realize or get or bother to think about how weird it was. Like at one point we started calling our Mormon friends dildo because we thought that dildo was just like a stupid person. We'd like laugh and be like, hey, you dildo. And then hopefully at one point I would, I would really like to know that one of them went home and said dildo in their Mormon household. But I think it was my mom finally heard us say dildo and was like, what? What did you say? Where did you hear that? And I'm going to have to leave that as another little mystery pebble because I'm not going to go into too much detail on why we knew dildo and why that would be a part of our vocabulary, but there's a much better story to that. My dad tells it a lot better than I do. So I'll have to either hear the story from him again and take better mental notes when I do or just think about it to the point where it gets familiar in my my way of telling it. There's also this time back in like fourth or fifth grade, we had this old guy. His name was Mr. Wright. And his whole purpose, the whole reason that he came to our school was to teach us how to shake hands. I thought that was kind of weird as a kid, but I didn't think much more of it than that. And I was like, oh, this is valuable. This guy must really know how to shake hands. And I took the information to heart. I made sure that I listened to what he said and shook hands the way that he said to shake hands. Like to this day, I think I still probably shake hands the way that I learned to shake hands from this weird old guy in fourth grade, I think it was. And now that I look back on that, that seems like a really weird thing to introduce kids to. It's almost as weird as this idea that I had recently that I can't get out of my head. It's the idea of like a Catholic priest who is also a ventriloquist. And I don't know which part of it, and I don't think I have to explain too much for you to get the idea. I just can't stop thinking about how similar the two are, and how the small boy sitting on the lap and where the hand is going and the type of control that comes from that. It'd be like a more adult, twisted version of Toy Story. What else is happening in the world? What else is new? What's going on? Why don't I ever talk about that? Because I don't really care, and you don't care what I think about that stuff, and I just don't really follow a lot of it, because I don't know. That's not any better than anything I might think to me, in my mind. I'm not just completely absorbed with myself, but the only reason I care about like world events or anything happening is because it might give me a good idea for something. 
I just, there haven't really been any lately. I feel like things are finally getting back to a little bit of normalcy, which has been nice. It's been nice that things have calmed down a bit, that there's less of like the immediate hive mind, over the top, way too emotional thing happening. But at the same time, I just feel like this last week or two, I've just been super spacey. Like, I'm usually pretty in my head and really spending too much time there. But I've been there and I just haven't had the thought behind it. I haven't been immersed in my ideas or just experiences or in the moment or any of that stuff that I normally would be. I've just been like way out of it. And I look back on my week or days whenever time this is happening and I just, I don't really know where I was or what I was doing. It's just like gone somehow. Plus we've gotten to this point where Everyone is just, like, trying to undo everything anyway. Nobody wants to listen to how anything really actually is, and everyone just wants to make everything what they want it to be. It's just like, fuck history, fuck science, fuck the government, fuck other people, fuck you. I am everything now. Which sucks that we finally got to this point where we're, like, rejecting stuff. We're finally to the point where we're not just going to believe stuff. And rather than take, like, a more logical, researched, credible, reliable, helpful stance in any way and actually make things more accurate and honest and realistic or... Just like a good story, maybe. Like, get back to, like, the Viking times where we had all these different gods and we had all these different origin stories, but they were just fascinating. They were great stories, great names, great characters, great things that were happening in them and just gave people the spirit to live, even if they weren't true. But no, we're finally rejecting all this stuff. We're finally embracing this mindset to be, you know, an open and free individual, even though we're not coming across this organically, even though we're not really open and free in how we're deciding to finally do this. And we're just, like, being dumber than ever. We finally stopped being dumb to be just way fucking dumber than we've ever been. Well, I know. I I see the example. I see what's making that okay in the world, and it's not all one person. As much as I want to blame that person, as much as that one person is contributing to it, it's been building for quite some time now, and it's going to keep building, and it's going to keep getting worse, but there's always got to be balance, and I feel like it's just not balanced right now. I feel like with the tremendous amount of obnoxious, in-your-face shit and the even greater amount of just ignorance and absent-minded stupidity, there should be more of the balance of that stuff. We need more of the people that balance out the obnoxiousness. Like, where, where are calm people anymore? I used to be a calm person. It was mainly my depression and people just thought I was chill because I was depressed. But I was a lot more calm and cool and clear-headed than I am now. I definitely feel 
a lot more anxiety than I did before. And I don't know many people that are actually calm and cool about shit. I can't really think of one who I feel like is full-heartedly that way anymore, which is kind of concerning. And it seems to be an equally barren land for the people that use their brain. I don't even care about, like, intellect necessarily. I just, I want awareness, and I want people to try, that just do their best with what they got. That's really all that it is. It's not even about intellect or knowledge or any of any mental capacity because some of the less intelligent people I've met in my life, they have a sincerity about them. They have an authenticity. They have an awareness of the fact that they lack certain mental faculties and they make up for it with the other parts of who they are. They have a much gentler and kinder heart than I do. They have some other part about them like a wisdom from being stupid, where they can say some really simple shit. Whatever it is that you've got, like if you're upset that you're not smart or any other shortcoming, even if it is literally that you're short, like I just wish people were just cool with being whoever it is that they are. That's that's your humanness. That's the only thing that only you are ever going to be able to do. And even if it is just some really insignificant, minuscule thing. You're the only one that's going to be able to do that that way. So do it, man. Another benefit of not smoking is smelling better. I can smell smells better, and I smell better, and my mouth smells and tastes better, and there's just a lot better, less stinky, burnt smell around my life, which is good, and I like that so far. I like the energy that comes with the emotions. That's been good. And I like getting to see how oddly stacked up and layered all my emotions were. That's been interesting too. And how I've been using this behavior to divide time and how I can pretty much still do that. Like this doesn't really change anything. It's just slightly different. It's slightly inconvenienced. It's slightly irritating. But other than that, it doesn't really change anything. And it's fun watching that. It's fun having a little struggle. It's fun finally having enough whatever it is that I have right now to care enough to have this self-discipline to get myself to try to do something like this, which I haven't really done in a while. I've been thinking about shaving my head, and I think I might shave it, if not today, later this week. I think it's finally going to happen. I just need to know what my head really feels like. It hasn't been that short since, like, third grade, and it wasn't even fully that short then. I had, like, a flat top back then. I've never experienced my naked head. I got a weird fucking head. It's a big-ass thing. It's 24 inches around. So I got to get like a snapback or like extra large hats if I'm going to be wearing a hat because most hats don't fit or hats that fit other people definitely don't fit me. And I also have this thing on the top of my head, which 
in my anthropology class, I learned that some of our early ancestors had like some sagittal crests and things that looked almost like a fin on the top back part of their head. And it's almost like that, but it's like inverted almost. It's like a butt head. That's what me, my mom, and at least one of my sisters have it. Where your fingers fit perfectly in the part that goes down in the middle, but then there are two humps on either side of where you put your fingers down in. And they're about two inches long. And it's just a weird thing on the head there that for some reason myself and some of the people in my family seem to have. My process with this whole experience has gotten a lot better. It's gotten a lot smoother. It's gotten a lot easier and a lot more fun for me to do. I enjoy it a lot more now. The first episode, I was pretty nervous, pretty stressed, and I was uncomfortable on the stool that I was sitting on. I was uncomfortable with the way I had the mic set up. I was uncomfortable with all kinds of stuff, and... It just seemed like there was a really long amount of time to try and get things to where I wanted them, and I was putting all this pressure on editing and getting things right as I was recording them and all this stuff that I just didn't need to do. So it's nice that I'm getting to a point now where I'm comfortable with the process of stuff, that I feel like I've got that much dialed down, that I can really start holding the magnifying glass and deciding if I want to burn ants or just melt toys, maybe. I started watching Comedians in Cars getting coffee again, which has been nice because that was one of the big things that really pushed me to start investing in the comedy world and made me realize that, at the very least, I think like these people do. I don't know if I have a place in this world, Or if when I get more into it, I'm really going to want it. But as for right now, I know that I think like these people do. And the more I've thought about it, the more it would make sense. There are a lot of ways where it would be a good fit for the life I've already led and the life that I've been wanting to live. So it's nice now that I've tapped into this a little more, that I've pursued a few things and trying to get into it more how already I see the difference in my perspective, how already I can see the difference in how I can relate to certain things or how I understand certain things better. And it hasn't even been just with this show. It also changed my outlook on Twin Peaks, which I also rewatched recently and enjoyed a lot more when I just wasn't trying to figure it out anymore. When I just let it be what it was and enjoyed it for that it is one of the better shows i think that i've seen personally and i've seen a lot of fucking shows but it's not for everybody i'm not recommending that or the other one for any of my listeners because i know that this is albert shit and you're not albert you're not like me which is good you shouldn't be But I'm also figuring out that even if I do explain things to you, nobody else is going to be able to quite Albert the way that Albert Alberts. I think the areas that I excel in are 
imagining initially and then also thinking through what I imagine or thinking while imagining just basically mentally I think I have a strong advantage over most people which is funny because I don't think of myself as smart I know that I'm smarter than a lot of people but I feel like a lot of people aren't as smart as they could be and I'm really just aware and organized I'm really not that smart and that's one of my advantages, as well as just absurdity. I have a lot of absurdity in my life. And I like to create as much absurdity as I can. And chaos and control and nonsense and all kinds of stuff. I'm a pretty special guy. I say that facetiously, but I also mean it. I am. I... I am the type of person that people want to be. I am that special kind of person. And the people that are closest to me know that about me. And they've been waiting for me to get to a point when I really fully get to use that on something. And I've been waiting for that too. And I'm hoping this is it. But only time's going to tell. And I'm just getting started. So. Identity gets to be a really tricky thing. It becomes this game of balance, a board on a barrel, shifting your weight from side to side, just trying to get it right. Just trying to have the right timing with stuff and hope that the identity that you create to destroy, which you're going to have to do eventually, helps to build the next version of it in a way that isn't completely destructive or completely contradictory that creates a nice dynamic rather than just fucking everything up making you feel like you've got to cancel culture large chunks of your life you don't you can hold on to whatever you want to hold on to you can remember things and let them be a part of you without having to still be attached and obsessed and all this other shit that we do. This weird shit that we do, man. Like, if I wanted to, I could attach everything to identity. I could go back through this entire episode and say that me wanting to shave my head and quit smoking are both big portions of my identity and why I want to remove them and to create a new, different identity for myself in doing it, to have that satisfaction, that feeling, that strife, that conflict, and overcoming things. And I could even go back to the entirety of the podcast. I could say that my faith and human interaction are all tied up with all this like kindness and assholes and the podcast itself. They're all tied into identity, and this concept of balance is all unified to emotions and ideas that I've carefully constructed and interwoven for eliciting some type of... Just stop. Just stop doing it. Things can be what they are, and they don't have to be other shit. We don't have to connect everything. Not everything happens for a reason. Actually, nothing happens for a reason. Things happen... And then we find our reason. We find it because that's all we have. 
is understanding or attempting to understand in the same way that we only have the pursuit of happiness and not actual happiness itself or we just have feel good whatever we have we're left with something and the more authentic it is the better it's probably going to feel to you or to whoever's in your life or not Maybe you like being a fucking masked vigilante batmaning through your own existence and whoever has the misfortune of having to interact with you. Maybe that's your forte. I like dynamite. I've never gotten to use it, but it seems like it would be fun. I like explosions. Never gotten to make any real big ones, but they seem like they'd be fun. I like fire. And I like not having an identity. I like erasing my own identity. I like the impermanence and reminding myself of the importance of being adaptive. That's the main thing with any survival. Whatever kind of animal you are is adapting. And right now I'm doing a lot of re-identifying who I was, who I am, and who I want to be. I'm trying to adapt. And I want to I wanna be something. But mostly I want to be me. To end this episode, I'd like to include a uh, moment of silence. Not for any, like, particular cause or anything. I just want to put five minutes of silence at the end of this episode. And I don't just want to, like, use fake sounds. I want the mic to be live and everything else happening, but me not saying anything. And if you want to take the five minutes and just use it, I think that's respectable. I would respect you doing that if you chose to and wanted to. Maybe there's a hiss. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in this. All I know is that I'm going to end with five minutes of silence. And you're free to listen to it or think through it or do whatever the fuck you want to do with it, man. It's just there because I want it to be starting now.
There's gotta be at least one asshole who was already upset that there wasn't, like, complete silence and being judgy about that shit. But that went ahead and wanted to see. They had to test to see if it was really going to be five minutes of silence. They couldn't just accept the fact that it wasn't. Or maybe I'm at fault here. Maybe I'm the one that's wrong because I'm not honoring my own thing that I said. But I did just say how important being able to adapt is. So I also realized how long silence is. It's definitely longer than talking. So I think I made my point at about a minute. And I think that you should still take five minutes to not do anything. To just see what happens. Bye, guys.